Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman Ken Shreve here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, Thursday, September 28th, where we're now working on day two of a rally attempt, Ken. And underneath the surface, it does seem like there were at least a couple of compelling price movers. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, NASDAQ uh, making a pretty good stand so far at this round number of uh, 13,000. We've been talking about it as a major uh, support level and it firmed up pretty well there yesterday and, uh, you know, extended gains uh, today. So uh, we'll take it. And uh, in terms of stocks uh, to watch in the tech sector, there's not a lot of good ones in the tech space these days, but let's take a look at Synopsys, which is uh, SNPS, uh, also a uh, freight transportation services firm, XPO. And finally, uh, in the investment uh, management group, uh, Blackstone, BX. Okay, we'll get to those three stocks. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes today. The NASDAQ up eight-tenths of a percent by sessions close. Backed off intraday highs a little bit, but still a pretty decent close. Ken, the S&P up six-tenths of a percent. The Dow up almost four-tenths of a percent. And small caps, the Russell 2000 also having a... Pretty decent day today, up eight tenths of a percent, of course, very damaged uh, coming into today. But we now do have a small string of gains that we are working on. It's early days, but a rally attempt is underway. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, yesterday, again, it was a pretty impressive uh, performance. We saw bond yields spike. We saw the dollar spike and yet indexes uh, rallied off lows and, uh, you know, closed near highs yesterday. And there was some uh, some volume uh, behind yesterday's uh, move, too, on the first day of the rally attempt. Today, you know, it was a tough volume comparison. It looks like we're going to probably come in a little bit lighter than uh, than yesterday. But again, another close, another close near highs. Uh, seems a, a tough chore for the Nasdaq uh, to get advancers uh beating decliners by more than two to one uh, these days. It was another just day of so-so uh, breadth on the NASDAQ. Uh, couldn't even get to two to one positive uh, despite, you know, pretty good, pretty good percentage gain. So the breadth has been, a you know, a, a story for uh, a while, just been mostly disappointing. But, uh, you know, two days of uh, closes uh, near highs here. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a good sign, but you can see the NASDAQ is still, you know, stuck below all of these, uh, you know, short-term moving averages, the 50-day moving average. So as it rallies up into those uh, levels, if it gets that far, um, you know, it's likely you see might, might see some uh, selling pressure. They could get turned away. So it'll be important just to see some volume if the NASDAQ is going to continue to rise here. would be good to see some conviction uh, behind the buying. Absolutely. And tomorrow marks the last day of trade for the month of September, right, Ken? So maybe yeah. once we turn the page to October, maybe uh, our market luck will change a little bit, at least if any historical seasonality has anything to do with it. Yeah, I mean, tomorrow's going to be interesting because at uh, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time, we're going to get the personal income and spending report, which is, uh, you know, fine. We'll see what incomes uh, what incomes did uh, in August. But uh, inside that report is going to be the personal consumption expenditures uh, index, a month over month and year over year basis. So uh, core PCE, which excludes food and uh, energy, still where we're seeing a lot of high prices, uh, that is expected to fall slightly to 3.9%. But the Fed really wants to see that at 2%. So this whole narrative of uh, inflation, you know, taking a while to, to come down, it is coming down, but at a, at a somewhat uh, slow pace. So maybe we get some some good news tomorrow. Again, year over year, core prices expected to be 3.9%. That would be down slightly from the prior months of uh, reading of 4.2%. So inflation data, the end of the third quarter. 
the end of September, um, you know, could see some volatility. Yeah, we definitely could. So we'll have to see what tomorrow brings and we'll be ready for it. Let's also take a look at the S&P 500. Ken trying to also reverse its trend, but a lot of work to do, even though that work could take place over the next couple of days or weeks, depending on how it unfolds. Yeah, S&P 500 uh, making a key test of a round number uh, as well. Now for the NASDAQ, it's 13,000. For the S&P 500, it's 4,200, which happens to coincide right with that long-term support level, the 200-day moving average. So uh, support is uh, holding uh, so far. And uh, again, I think tomorrow could be uh, could be an interesting uh, day. Got to hold on to your hats uh, type of day. But uh, you know, day two of a rally attempt for the S&P 500 as well today. Mm-hmm. And here's a look at the Dow. So blue chips, uh, a little bit more damaged here, fell below that 200-day line. So that's the first resistance level that we need it to clear. And we're also dealing with a round number here, too. Yeah, yeah. So this is just uh, this is just a, a case of what uh, kind of overhead supply looks like when a, when an index comes down sharply and breaks through support levels. As it tries to to rally back, it just invariably runs into you know it runs into selling pressure. So it's probably you know got close to that 200-day moving average uh, today, closed off highs. So it may try to retake it uh, in in coming days, but then it's going to have to get through those uh, short-term moving averages uh, just over uh, 34,000. So you can see for the Dow really to break out of its downtrend, that little trend line that you uh, you know broke in there, it's going to have to rally uh, quite a bit. So the Dow, Dow, you know, all the indexes still look challenged to me at this point, but uh, perhaps right. uh, the, Dow, uh, the Dow the most here. Well, we'll have to see in coming sessions if the message from the market is challenge accepted or not. <laughs> That's right. And let's take a look at the Russell. Clearly a lot of damage for small caps. 1,800 proved to be level the small caps couldn't hold. So that's step one to get back above. And a lot of work that this needs to do before it can even get close to that 200 day. It's currently almost 3% below that level. So, you know, this is another thing too, where where there is a lot of work, but it could uh, unfold over the next couple of sessions to couple of weeks, if we can continue to have that upside momentum. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, so the Dow is uh, definitely a weaker index than the S&P 500 and the, and the NASDAQ. And the, the Russell 2000 here is actually, you know, weaker than the Dow. That was a really bad break of the 200-day uh, moving average a couple of weeks ago. And I've no, I don't know if I recall a market where so many round numbers uh, are, are in play. You know, I know. We're talking about the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 and the, you know, the Russell 2000, uh, you know, and uh, with 1,800. And then you've got NVIDIA around 400. So they're just round numbers uh, everywhere, but uh, showing everywhere, showing everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, they are levels of interest, psychological levels. They aren't uh, guarantees that we we are going to find support or hit resistance, but it's pretty interesting uh, that those levels do keep cropping up. And you mentioned the 10 year yield. So let's go there briefly. Clearly, that's uh, been a wet blanket on the equity market for the month of September, but a little bit of relief today by sessions close, just a little bit. 
A, a little bit, and you can see it. Uh, it raced over that uh, four or six uh, level, and then uh, money started flowing into bonds, and then the yields uh, backed off. So you can see, see four out of five up days in a row, a pretty, pretty explosive uh, move here. Again, we're talking about, you know, when you're just looking at uh, stochastics and oscillators, you know, you're looking at a bond market that is extremely oversold here, you know. So it, it's uh, at a point, you look at a, a, a ETF like the the TLT, um, you can see how how oversold uh, it is, and it's been oversold for a while. But that was a nice a nice reversal higher with some with some quite a bit of volume today. So uh, yeah. we'll see if that is going to do anything to kind of halt this uh, sharp rise of of bond yields. The market uh, the market could use a, a break from it uh, for sure. Uh, but if we do you know get into a time where yields uh, start to to back off highs and consolidate, and maybe the U.S. dollar uh, does that as well. Um, and you can see the the U.S. dollar very overbought here. So we get weakness in those two things. That could be a, could be a bid for for stocks and maybe uh, present a nice little tradable rally, uh, Santa Claus type rally. We'll have to see. We will. And energy that has been in focus this week. XLE adding a fractional gain to a nice move that it made on Wednesday, up two and a half percent. Looking actionable. A lot of names in this group have been worth watching as of late. Yeah, and there was actually a lot of selling I saw in a lot of oil, uh, oil and gas uh, stocks after really, really strong days uh, yesterday. Uh, I didn't see really any sell signals uh, today, but a lot of oil and gas stocks uh, weren't able to keep up with the market. Of course, they they soared yesterday, but the uh, XLE held in uh, pretty good here. You can see it was up, you know, less than one tenth of one percent, but held on to a good uh, chunk of that uh, gain yesterday, which uh, you know to me looked like a, a buy signal. Mm -hmm. And now let's take a look at SNPS. This is synopsis in the software sector. A nice trend line breakout right around some converging moving averages. And we did get above average volume on this trade here today. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, listen, it's a tech stock selling at 45 times earnings, but, uh, you know, it gets a premium valuation. You can see the, the growth uh, prospects for uh, this year or fiscal uh, 23 that ends in uh, October or that ended or ends in October and then fiscal 2024, you got 20% plus uh, growth there. So uh, technically this was a, a bullish move today above uh, short-term uh, moving averages. Uh, it is interesting to see more and more stocks kind of giving buy signals. And I would say Synopsys was uh, was a buy signal too for uh, for traders that want to be, you know, buying stocks when the market's in a correction. There's obviously, uh, you know, risk uh, doing that. But uh, back to the daily chart, this was just a, a good uh, heavy volume move above uh, short-term support levels. So so uh, Synapsis is uh, still showing like it wants to be a, a leading stock in the uh, technology sector. Right. And this isn't a breakout. This is a slightly early entry. But if you have a stock that is a stable earnings grower with a strong earnings growth rate, that definitely puts it in that long-term leader status, as we can see here by the monthly chart. So buying these kinds of stocks closer to the moving averages is something that is worth considering. And we're getting that signal here today, as you mentioned. 
Yeah, definitely. And, and you can see, I mean, it's not a stock to me that looks like it's under, you know, massive accumulation here. Again, there was some good, you know, it's hard to find stocks moving in above average volume and volume higher than the prior session today, but uh, Synopsys did uh, did both. So uh, technically it was a, it was a bullish, uh, bullish move. And I think it's uh, a name still worth uh, watching here. Uh, the accumulation distribution rating of D minus is, uh, you know, I mean, like to see that uh, improve and that will improve if you continue to see higher volume gains like it like it had today. Right, no doubt. XPO is another stock on our radar and look at that RS line blue dot underscoring that relative outperformance versus the S&P 500 as it works on the side of a flat base, some volume coming into the stock the last couple of days. So this arguably actionable today as well. Yeah, in the transportation uh, sector, and you know, we still see FedEx uh, acting pretty well in the in the transport sector too. So, um, you know, you look at the the transports themselves; it's not it's not a great looking sector, but you have some uh, some stocks kind of you know flexing their muscle here. So, XBO again, another early uh, buy signal here. It was really an explosive move. It it held uh, held that strong gain for most of the day. It rallied uh, yesterday in in higher volume, slightly above average, and uh, and then volume even picked up the pace again today. So uh, let's take a look at the weekly chart because it's really a nice uh, nice setup here. It's kind of right at the top of, uh, it doesn't look like a flat base, but because it corrected less than, uh, oh no, it's a, it's a consolidation. So it pulled back about 16% off its high. So it doesn't quite qualify as a, a flat base, but uh, near the top of a consolidation here. And, uh, you know, it's a still a tricky, uh, not a great environment for technical breakouts, but again, stocks uh, showing relative strength, finding support where they should. And, um, you know, especially with a relative strength line shooting into new high ground, you want to pay attention to these stocks. Yeah, no doubt. And last but not least on our list is ticker BX. This is Blackstone pulling back to its 10-week line after a breakout. The RS line and RS rating are both still holding up. What stands out to me is the upside volume that came into the stock a couple of weeks ago and a relatively orderly pullback. Maybe uh, the decline could have happened over a couple more trading days, but we didn't get too much downside volume on that pullback. Yeah, your eyes are getting trained uh, well here, Ellie. I like that. Uh, but yeah, Blackstone is, uh, you know, the, the recent uh, decline came in light volume. So that's uh, that's a good sign. It was kind of a precipitous uh, drop, but look at where the stock found support right at the 50-day moving average. Now, you know, it's it's finding support in bone dry volume. So, and, and volume actually a little bit lighter than when the stock was falling. So that's maybe a little bit of a, a yellow flag, but uh, again, a nice, uh, nice test of support uh, today. Financial sector is still very, very, you know, difficult. You look at XLF, a very liquid, uh, you know, financial uh, ETF, and you know that is still on a on a sharp downtrend below all of its uh, moving averages. But in this uh, investment management uh, uh, group, uh, name like Blackstone, uh, I like how it's kind of retesting uh, a, a buy area. So you're not you're not buying a breakout here. You're buying a stock that's pulled back in light volume, and is uh, just kind of re retesting that uh, 108. Uh, 77 pivots. So see if support holds here and uh, you got that accumulation distribution rating of A plus, you know, you don't see many uh, stocks in that boat uh, these days, but that is, uh, you know, due to those higher volume gains when it initially uh, broke out. So uh, I think Blackstone looks good here too. All right. Well, thank you for that, Ken. And thanks everyone so much for tuning in. We will be back with more tomorrow morning. IBD Live, where we will be joined by special guest Charles Harris, Portfolio Manager at O'Neill Global Advisors. 
really looking forward to hearing what he has to say about the current rally attempt, stocks he's watching, and where he thinks we could be headed from here. So make sure you tune in, investors.com slash Life for all the details on that. The team will see you there tomorrow. And you can also catch me on Yahoo Finance at 1040 a.m. Eastern talking about where we're at in the overall market and a stock or two for your radar. So I will see you then and not on IBD Live, but I know it's going to be a great show. So lots of opportunities to get IBD insights tomorrow, including, of course, at the close with Ed and myself to wrap up the week. So we will see you there. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll be back tomorrow. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.